nation. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. People are suffering in relationships. People are dying in relationships. Some today, because of relationships, when they are walking, they are a pale shadow of themselves. Some day in and day out in the marriage, they are bleeding. Because everyone is not understanding what... You see, anything that you don't follow the prescription, it will frustrate you. I don't know whether you have heard my story before. I got a brand new IBM electronic typewriter. 110. I need a step down. So I cited of those gifts. And I took it in without reading the manual. I thought it was a 240 zone. Plugged it into the power source. I saw smoke coming out. I took it out. I tried to convince myself that the thing has not spoiled. So I want to convince myself that the thing is not spoiled. But I know the implication when smoke comes out of any machine, it means that the capacitor or the IC or whatever is blown. But I pretend that I don't even know because I cannot let it go. But the fact of the matter is that the thing got spoiled. They couldn't fix it. Because they couldn't get a part to even fix it. It could have served a purpose if I knew the use. But I destroyed something that would have helped me. Because I didn't understand the use. It's the same thing in marital relationship today. We are destroying ourselves because we don't know our value. So a lot of us now have plugged in and smoke is coming out of the marriage. It's one thing we plug it into 240. And some of us are in the marriage convincing ourselves, like I was convincing myself, that the thing is not sport. It's a food for thought. Think about it. The next thing you should build is communication. Genesis chapter 3. I'll be reading from the verse number 1 to verse number 20. It's a long scripture. So now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, As God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant for the, to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and she ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. 
Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be, to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. For your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and the seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree, of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Curse is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Amen. The first level of communication is between the devil and the woman. The second level of communication is between the woman and the husband. The third level of communication was between the Adam and God. Okay, and then the next level was between God and the woman Eve, and then finally to the serpent. All these level of communications are critical. That in relationship, you should learn that communication is key. It is said that words hurriedly said cannot be corrected. When you have an opportunity to speak and you say something, if it's even wrong or whatever it is, to even correct it, it becomes a challenge. The vehicle of communication are words. It takes words to communicate. Am I right? And then it takes gestures to communicate. Am I right? So both verbal and non-verbal cues are express images or channels for communication. You might tell somebody you are not angry, but your facial expression will show that you are angry. So whatever you are expressing as communication, though the person is hearing love, but the person is reading threat. It is not that a person doesn't understand it. The truth of the matter is the person is not seeing from your eyes whether you are saying the truth. In the Western world, when they are talking to you and you don't look straight into their eyes, they say you have something hiding from them. But in the African culture, it is a taboo for an elder to be talking to you and looking straight into the elder's eyes. He said you have to look down. Because that is respect. No wonder we are always looking down. These are cultural communication codes that you should understand. In the Far East or any part, when you even go in to sign contract or get things done, you need to eat a meal. You have to eat with the person. Because to them, that is, an, that is a sign of communication of trust. If you can't do that, then they can also not approve your contract. In marriage, there is a code of communication. In marital relationships, there is a code of communication. How you should communicate. If you don't get that communication lines, you have problems. You have what? The first line of marital communication is respect. 
before you communicate, you should know that the one you are communicating to, you respect the person. Because the respect you have for the person will determine the language you use. Anything you don't respect, you don't, you don't value the language you use. So the first level, the most important thing you should consider in the communication level of any relationship. I'm not talking about your office. I'm not talking about your subordinate. I'm not talking about your house. No, I'm talking about between you and your spouse. The girl or the guy you are also caught in. Hello? The first level of communication to be able to communicate effectively is to have respect. If you are respectful, you will not tell you you are foolish. Look at your face. I regret marrying you. If you, you will not say, if you play the fool, I'll slap you. Who do you think you are? Rubbish. Nonsense. If I didn't marry you, would your parents even eat? I took you and now I've dressed you and what are you telling me? If you respect yourselves, you will not, even when you are angry, the power of respect restrains your language. By my upbringing, you are taught how to talk. You, you can't just get up and say anything. I never saw my father abusing my mother with words. Never, not at any time. So I picked it and I learned it. But right now, what do we even see in most families? Children will be standing there and mother will be insulting father. Or father will be insulting mother. And sometimes mother will insult father to children. Forgetting that you are sowing a seed for their growth. And now most homes and marriages, people have grown and they are married and they are insulting one another in the marriage. And the parents can sometimes come and sit there and say, I didn't teach you this. You taught the person. Because I'm an educationist. And it is in education, I said that children pick from their environment. So mother, father, what you are doing in the house before your child is what your child is learning. Some parent, listen to me, you don't know how to be secretive about certain things when it comes to your children. It's not everything in their growing process. Please, don't be doing everything before them openly. I'm not be here to be a moral, a, a moral teacher, but what I'm trying to let you know is that you should know how you separate upbringing of your children from certain things. The things that has hooked you that you are doing, don't let them see it. So that they also start doing it. Because respect is key. You see, don't see any marriage and conclude that the, the level where you are seeing them is who they are. And most times people can get jealous of your marriage for nothing. And they wish they, they have your marriage. I know as a pastor and a pastor, sometimes when we are doing someone, some of you wish that, hey, if pastor would have been my husband, I would have been free. Or if mommy would have been my wife. Hello? We all have our challenges, but what are we done? We are learning to dress and to keep. So we exhibit some of these things to you to learn to also dress and keep. And what I'm saying is the fact because of lack of respect for one another, you say you love one another, but you don't respect yourselves. And when respect is gone, one can get angry and hold the man. Kumi, kill me. Kill me. I can see kill me. Kill me. Kill me. Oh, kill me. I can see kill me. 
And yet, you said you love one another. No respect. Because respect will always constrain you. That is why I, 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 I am a typical cultural-centered person. I grew up among cultural people, I mean, who understand and values culture. Let me put it that way. But right now, couples can fight even in a marriage. An elderly person will come and sit down and talk. And people will say, me, I will not accept this. They can look at the face of that elderly man and or whether a king or a queen or a bishop or whoever and they can even insult you and tell you that man, if you don't get out of here you see, this your daughter is like a rubbish you didn't train your child well our society is broken down without respect you can look straight into the past and say, pastor if you are teaching her well in the church she wouldn't behave the way she's behaving as if the, the church is a military camp the first line or the important thing of every sustained relationship of communication is respect. Because anything you give your attention to, it will direct you. How do you value each other? Because out of respect comes value. Because the, the, the value you place on a thing will determine what you do with it. The second line of the communication is honor. And you can see it from the first one I gave you because you respect God. That is why you worship him. You honor him. So you give to him. Anything you honor, when you are addressing it, you choose your words carefully. You are, you are constrained in certain things. You, you can get angry, but you are able to control your anger. Still make your point across without causing violence or destroying anything. You are going into a relationship, marital relationship, please learn to honor one another. You are in marriage, learn to honor one another. When you honor one another, you will not abuse one another. There are people in marriage. They are not honoring each other. Because when you honor each other, you freely give your body to one another. When you honor each other, you freely give your body to one another. Anything you honor, you don't hold back. There are people in marriage today. They said they are honoring, they said they are honoring each other, but it's a lie. When was the last time you took your wife out to a place and you shop for the woman? Or you give the woman a treat? Always busy with work. If you are even planning a holiday, you are planning a holiday around the children. Children has become your everything. And yet you forget that Bible says that. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will never depart from it. The children will leave you. It will be left with you and your wife as old man and old woman one day. If you have not built this kind of honor for one another without involving children, one day when they are no more, you'll be chasing them into their marriages. People are married, they've given birth, but they share their children in the house. The father has his favorite. The mother has a favorite. And so they extend psychologically, they are extending the love they are supposed to give to one another out of honor and they've extended it to the children. And they are hiding behind the children to keep the marriage going. So when these children, to the reason why we are having uh, what you call cantankerous and, and overbearing mother-in-laws and father-in-laws is because of what I'm talking to you right now. Because the father-in-law and the mother-in-law could not grow their love out of respect and honor. 
And so the children became the shield for them. Now that the children are married and they've gone out, mother-in-law will still want to go into it. So you, the man, you are married to the daughter by, by extension, you are also supposed to marry to your mother-in-law. So every time, mother-in-law is probing into the marriage. Father-in-law is probing into the marriage. It's not because of anything. A part of them has left and they cannot accept that it is gone. So they have to follow it. Because when the two of them sat down to talk, that is your father-in-law and your mother-in-law, they will sit down to have conversation. It will always end in a fight. One sentence, they will be quarreling. But when the children are around, they will pretend and hide it from the children. But now that the facade is removed, the reality is done. And you see, the more you grow, the more companionship you seek for, the more lonely you become. So those of you who are not learning this, continue. And we keep on creating problems in marriages because of some of these things. When was the last time you have a proper holiday between you and your wife alone? You sat down in a place. You went to the beach. You had massage. You shared ideas. You reflected on your past relationship, the way you started. You look, took your old album. Look at your old self. Compare it to your current and be able to... You have not done that. You don't do it because the order you know is you sit in a car. You are running to work. Come back from work. You are looking for money. The question is that the money you are looking for at the detriment of your home. Typical African man finds it difficult to even tell my wife I love you. What kind of lifestyle is this? You want to even have sex with your wife. You command your wife like a zombie. Lie down and let's do it. You don't know how to romance. Your hand is like a sandpaper. <laughs> Simple kiss. You can't kiss your wife. Well, I mean, I get what I'm saying. And people are suffering in their marriages, bleeding every day, and they can't talk about it. Anything you honor, you adore. Don't look at me and think that I'm spoiled. Bible talks about those things. <laughs> That is the problem with the body of Christ. When we have to talk of reality, I'm looking at some of you, your face. Stop being hypocritical and be real. You think if, if sex is not important, God would have created it in marriage? In heaven, there is no sex. Let me tell you this. So don't reserve it and say, when I get to heaven... Angels don't have feelings. You'll be turned into a celestial body. Your feelings is gone. But right now on earth, you have feelings. Tell me you don't have a feeling. And then you look at me and pretend like what I'm talking about. You know why a lot of people in marriages are falling sick, rough, rough, and you don't understand? Sex is a therapy. Go and check. It's a healing tool. Go and find out. It rejuvenates your mind. It reactivates your cells. God did not create anything for the fun of it. That is why he frowns on having sex for fun without having a, 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 a what do you call it? A corresponding relationship for blessing for it. That is why God says fornication. He frowns on it. He frowns on adultery. Because the reason is that he made sex sacred. Because he knows the importance of it in relationship. Not only for children. You don't have time for yourself. If you want to even check, couples, you are here. Almost two to three years, you have not even had sex before. Ideally, by the sex metrics, in every week, at least, if you've not had a thought, three times. Go and check. I 
as married couples. That is why some of people in a marriage you get angry, rough, rough. <laughs> Hello. You are not working on your anger therapy, which is the solution in sex. You will get angry. Everything you are angry. Everything you are angry. Everything. Because your emotions is not well balanced. A fasu. Sex keeps you younger in the marital relationship. It keeps you younger. It keeps you fresh. I'm not telling you that I'm not married to go and do it. <laughs> that is why I was telling you stop cutting long. The verse is there. In less than five minutes, we will marry you. And not tell me you are looking for uh, the whole of Mokola before you marry. Bible said that who carries fire in his bosom and it will not burn him. A lot of you are carrying fire in your bosom and you are pretending it's not burning you. You go to sleep and you're having all kinds of dreams. When I call you for couples time, you will not even make time to come. Yet in your home, you are dying. You close from work. You should make time, sit down together with your wife. If you have to get some food to eat. When was the last time you joined hands together and even ate in the same bowl? You are all thinking of your fork and knife. You see, Africa, God gave us one of the greatest things he gave us is the ability to join. You see, when your hand meets in the bowl, it's, there's an exchange. It, it's, it's a factor of romance. When your wife is tired or your husband is tired, massage the person. We are too stiff. And we, you see, the, what kills me and makes me sick is that we channel it into, into prayer, into worship. We have turned prayer machines, worship passes, and yet we don't have love. I started by saying, the same thing you give to God, God said, descend it down unto me. To the one that I created, show him that love. Intimate worship is equated to intimate sex. When you enter into a higher level of worship, you lose your environment. You don't even care who is there. If you have to cry, you feel free. In the same way, in the worship contest of love, which is your sexual relationship with your husband, where you are honoring one another, you lose sight of everything. Give me 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Let me show you something from verse 1. It said, now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual words, Paul didn't marry, but he said, hey, it is not good to touch a woman, but there is something because of that. So because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife. And let each woman have her own husband. And listen to what he said here. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her. Say honor. honor. Say honor. honor. Say honor. honor. Let the man do to the wife because the wife has emotional needs. A woman has an emotional need. She has feelings. So he said the man should give the woman her emotional. She should render. He should give out the emotional needs of the woman. He should make sure he does that. It might be clothing. It might be some small money here and there. It might be some pegs, some keys. Some romance. Amen. It's emotional needs. Soft talking, gentle. When you're angry, you even know how to be able to communicate your anger. Not in shouting and shouting everybody in the house as if you are from the forest. Your own wife is afraid of you. There are some women today in marriage. It is their children that speaks for them. Their children have become emissaries and interpreters on their behalf. Because if they go and talk to their dad, then their dad will listen. 
and do it for their own wife. But the wife, immediately she opens her mouth, they will kill her. So her emotional needs are there, but it's not being met. And yet she's always working. The man must have everything, but the woman is lonely. And sometimes what you hear is that, but the money you lost, I give you money. I give, no, no, it's not about money you give. That is why a woman can even be rich and look for a shoe shine boy who might not even give her anything. Because the thing is not about the money you have. It's about affection that you are rendering for her. It's not about how many scriptures you can quote. It's not about how you speak in tongues and be shaking. It's not about how you can be too spiritual. Always in the spirit. I wish when he would come down into the flesh. So those people, even with their wife, before anything, let's pray. There is something like affection. The woman needs care. She needs attention. She wants to hear something. She wants to talk. Let her talk. Sometimes the subject she's talking about, you don't have anything, but you'll be nodding alone and be contributing. At least she will finish. Okay? Sometimes they get angry for nothing. Let her be. Because they have emotional cycles. Either they are in their monopause or they are getting to their monopause or they are in their flow. If you don't know it, some of you men, you are married, don't even know the timetable of your wife. And you don't know what mood she's in when it gets to that time. Some, when they get into that mood, that is when they become so apprehensive and become so confused and everything. That is the time you want to discuss sensitive issues. And when she flares up, you don't understand. You think my wife all the time, she's not understandable. No, it's not that she's not understandable. The mood, the mood in which she is around that time is not conducive for discussion. Learn it, it's a skill. If you know how to go to the palace, you always assess the palace. Let the husband render to his wife. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her. Not due somebody, but due what? Her. And likewise also, the wife toward her husband. Wives, men also have feelings. For the father is not talking, does not mean he doesn't have a feeling. Don't always take 100%. Let it be 50-50 with us. Once we give you, you also give. Men, by their nature, want to conquer. When he goes out there and business is not working, you the woman, you can understand. But he feels threatened. When a man doesn't have money in his pocket, he's more than a wounded lion. That is not a time you are coming to uh, 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 and James, the children's school fees, whatever. He will come and take because already is wild over there. So, women, God gave you a mother instinct. And a mother instinct is the ability to read into the moods of men. Are you understanding? That is why you can decode the language of a baby who cannot say daddy or mommy. The child might be crying, but by the instinct of a mother through the breast, you are able to tell when you put the child on your breast to suck the breast milk, the temperature in the mouth of the child can tell you that the child is having a challenge. Unfortunately, nowadays, we have mothers who don't even know these things. The crying of the child at the midnight hour will let you know whether it's the novel or she's having problem in her tummy or she's teething. You will not call anybody. Nowadays, they are calling people. The kind of, excuse me, the poopoo the child will give, when you look into the poopoo, you should be able to determine as a mother what is happening to my child. Mother's instinct. It is God who placed it there. And if you understand 
that as a woman, you will tame your husband, no matter how a lion he is. It's called a mother's instinct. You can calm that man down. You know when to go into the man to make a demand. Esther gave us an example. She, she, she knew what to wear at that time to attract the king's attention. Bible said that from my distance, the king saw and said, Esther, come and touch the scepter. Woman, what do you wear? Hello? What do you wear? Can I tell you this? It's not only men that need to initiate sex. Men, you, women, you can also do that. It's not a taboo in marriage. Hello? Don't tell me they will tell you what's a if it's not your husband and you are spoiled if I do it he will think I'm spoiled he will think you are spoiled that means to please himself because who should you go and do it to what do you wear in the bedroom there are couples today they can't even see their nakedness when the man is coming cover when the woman is coming cover and why are you covering to then why did you marry in the first place? You are always in the spirit. You have not descended. Women, learn. Because men also have feelings. Men desires respect. Give it to them. Some of you, what I'm telling you today, you might, you might think I'm boring you, but I'm telling you the truth. You die faster if you don't understand relationship. What you don't want us to address, in the corner you are doing it. You know what is killing us? Because we are pretending in the body of Christ that there are no issues. Hiding behind the face of I'm a Christian. Women know when to ask something from a man. When you read the account of Ruth, Naomi told Ruth, he said when Boaz is there, when he is drunk and is merry, it's a mood. Go in and uncover his legs and lie there. And then you can push in your request. In the midnight hour, when Boaz got up, he saw Naomi. Ruth said, what is it? Ruth said, you are our kinsman redeemer. I'm available. Maybe you are forgetting me. Boaz said, I remember now. I will do it. But before she was going, Naomi said, wash down. Anoint yourself. Put on your best apparel. Follow me next week. We'll look at that. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you, I know I'm covered. No greater